everybody. Welcome to Rachel's Reviews. This is our last episode of this season of Talking Doctor Who. We are looking at the final two episodes, The Ascension of the Cybermen and The Timeless Children. I am film critic Rachel Wagner. I'm always joined by my friend Jonathan North for this. Hey. Hey. So let's dive into this finale. It was pretty pretty jam-packed, so mm-hmm. it's going to be fun to talk about it. And uh, so it started with The Ascension of the Cybermen. And what was your overall thoughts of this episode? It was fine. I wasn't bad, but it didn't blow me away or anything. Yeah. It was fine. It was pretty much just building. There wasn't a whole lot of yeah. like meat on the bones for this one. And they kind of saved everything for the timeless children. And mm. so, yeah, I basically agree with you. We're kind of zipped through this one pretty quickly. Uh, but it starts out with this sort of kind of Irish Superman story <laughs> where these these farmers find this uh, baby in Ireland and he has he ends up having kind of uh, powers that saves him at one point he falls off a cliff and he is un unhurt and uh, he uh, is at one point he he's a police officer and uh then he's uh he is confronted by his adopted father and another man and uh he uh is uh, they they place these electromagnetic things on his head and uh and so it turns out he has like power kind of like a superman type of uh kind of creature <laughs> uh what did you think of this his name is brendan I was so confused. Yeah. Like, there was no context whatsoever given for this story. It had nothing to do with the main story. Literally nothing. It was just put in there, I guess, to set up what happens in the next episode. But it made zero sense. I was so confused. I didn't know what was going on. I was like, why are they showing this random story? My first thought was, this is going to be the half-converted Cyberman. It's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> because they're showing this story of this baby growing up and like, well, it's going to tie together in the end. So obviously this is going to be the half-converted Cyberman and it's going to be his tragic backstory. And then it didn't tie together. So I was like, what the heck was this? And it made no sense. Yeah, it was pretty confusing. Even with the second episode, I was... Oh, there was a lot we'll talk uh we'll talk about it but there was a lot in that second episode and i don't know if i even really he he's it's he has something to do with the boundary right in the, that um, portal no he was the doctor he was the doctor yeah one of one of the lives that the time lords erased oh, okay i'm fairly certain like like I said, I was kind of confused, but I'm fairly certain that that was supposed to be the Doctor. One of the lives before the Doctor became the Doctor. Because oh. it sounded like the Time Lords were just letting the Doctor live out a life, then erasing that life from the Doctor's memory, and then sending them out to be another person. 
Okay. Yeah. Sorry. There's a lot going on in that second episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay. I can't blame you for being. <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, so yeah, it was weird. And, uh, and then basically then it kind of reverts to this almost Mad Max kind of situation where there's very, almost humanities is almost extinct. The cybermen are executing them. And uh, we have this man named Ethan who ends up joining with Ryan and they try to uh, help the doctor. They're hijacking the cyber shuttles. And so that's kind of going on. And, and then we have in space, we have Yaz, Graham, and three other humans that uh, are trying to get uh, a Kosharamas. Uh, they're trying to get them uh, home to the boundary, which is a portal that sends humans where the Cybermen can't follow. It's supposed to be the safe space, I guess. <laughs> and and so, uh, yeah, and then uh, we have Ashad and his crew, they end up on, uh, they end up with Ryan and Ethan. And Ashad is like our half Cybermen kind of character that we uh, got introduced to in the in the villa episode and uh, and so ko Sharamis is a person uh who basically like helps everybody through the boundary this portal and uh so yaz warns the doctor that the ship with a shot and the warriors are coming and they find out that the other side of the portal is galf galfrey and we that's when we kind of meet the master uh and uh he tells the doctor that everything is going to change and she should be very afraid i'm not so. really sure what was up with that portal because i don't think it was always gallifrey like the way they were talking it was always changing what was on the other side but then unless the master did it which i suppose would make sense but i i still don't exactly get why it happened but Gallifrey showed up twice because they talked about the, the portal closing after they'd already gone through. But then mm -hmm. more people were coming through to Gallifrey later. So I wasn't exactly sure how the portal was supposed to be working. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a little bit, a little bit weird. Uh, but that's basically this episode. There's not a whole lot of plot. It's just kind of introducing you to the boundary to the uh to this uh back history i guess of it's just introduced to these characters and that the cybermen have been destroying everybody that mm -hmm. there's extinct humanities extinct and uh that's about it i mean is there well it had the cliffhanger at the end with the master popping through mm -hmm. saying the doctor needed to come with him mm -hmm. and everybody yeah. else had to stay uh whatever something like right that. there's nothing else i missed right on that one nothing that's coming to mind right yeah. away <laughs> okay all right so let's talk about this timeless children so you know i am not an expert in any way shape or form on doctor who i'm not the somebody who's going to be complaining about lore or mm. anything like that i don't have enough knowledge for that i have seen four seasons now so i, I feel like that's nothing to sneeze at uh and but so my problems with this finale are more fundamental than they are necessarily about lore. 
I just think that this episode was really bad storytelling in a fundamental way. First of all, if you're going to provide basically a prequel to your series that has been going on a long time, and you're going to be answering all of these questions that I don't think anybody really was asking. Is anybody asking about what was happening to the doctor when it was a, ch it was a child? Do we care about that? I, I don't think so. Uh, and then also the, the thing, why, if you are going to do that, why would you cram it all into one episode? And then what happens because you've decided to do that is that almost this entire episode is people explaining stuff to the doctor. It's just talking and talking and talking and talking and talking and talking. And it was, I just thought really bad. And the, just the exposition dump after exposition dump to the point where you can't really even absorb it all because you're just hearing, oh, whether it's the master talking, whether it's, I mean, it just was unending. And you end the season feeling like, this was really rushed. And if they were going to do this, they definitely needed two or three more episodes. And if they were going to do it, why on earth would they have some of these throwaway episodes that did nothing for the story? Mm -hmm. and, and, and here they're, they're trying to uh, basically kind of wrap up the, the, the Ruth Doctor storyline in just exposition. They have to wrap up the, or they have to kind of put some kind of cap on the master storyline, which was just exposition. They have all of the stuff about the doctor, literally just the doctor in the matrix, immovable, and just him talking and talking and talking and talking. I thought it was really bad. And I, I was just, I, I, it was very frustrating to me because I feel like some of the ideas have potential, but I just can't understand why they would go about it the way that they did. And even so, I still was left, even with all of this explaining, I was still left with questions because some parts don't make sense to me. And that very well could be because I'm not an expert. But I just thought that if you're going to take a bold step of kind of adding this huge thing to an existing series that has been on for a long time, then you need to do better than have it crammed into one finale episode. That was my feeling. Well, I didn't have quite that reaction, but I agree with everything you're saying. Yeah. It was a lot. And I guess my question is, why did they feel like they needed to do this? Like, do they have more stories planned? Or, because my, my, suspicion is that this is just the writers or one writer the showrunner wanting to leave his mark on doctor yeah. who like this is my greatest addition to the canon adding a whole new layer of doctor who that for people to work with and it's like why yeah it's so dumb i I, I, like I said, at, that's the problem that you often have with prequels is they're answering questions that nobody cared about or, or, or needed to know, you know, like mm -hmm. even if it ends up being a, a decent movie, why did we need to know about like the same argument with the Han Solo movie? 
Why did we didn't need to know how he got his name? We didn't need to know, like they're answering questions that nobody cares about. And so I, I think that's, it's, it's just, it's just dumb. It's frustrating to me. And so I was not a big fan of this and, uh, but well, we'll dive in, we'll talk about it. So basically, uh, the, the whole, um, let me get back to my notes. So the doctor goes into this, this matrix thing and the master talks and talks and talks and talks and talks a lot. And, and, uh, we find out we've had hints about this timeless child thing throughout the season. And, uh, we basically find out that they're the timeless child is this creature, alien, whatever that has the it has the infinite capacity to regenerate so it can just keep regenerating over and over and over again and what they were able to do is they were able to take that capacity and they were able to create more time lords out of it they're able to adapt it and it becomes a group called the division and uh so that's like the big first part of the exposition dump and the, the thing that I have a question about is if the doctor is the timeless child, which is what they say that she is, then was, was she regenerating as a child? Like, was her mother killing her and then she could regenerate again and again and again? That doesn't I make any sense. What, I think that's what they were implying. Yeah, that seems crazy to me. And then also, if doesn't it seem weird to you that if her original state was female that she would all of a sudden have <laughs> have all of these regenerations that were male that seems a little crazy and weird to me no because the it's already been i guess canonized that it doesn't matter for time wars like they can be anything like they'll go back and forth they'll stay one thing for a while they'll change the other thing though whatever but it so, seems weird to me that she would have have been a male that many times in a row doesn't doesn't seem weird to me yeah definitely does. but also and this has nothing to do with that either way it wouldn't seem weird but we technically don't even know if this the form that the timeless child had at the beginning was the very first form that it had like we don't know that that's like has was it just a brand new being or had it been alive for a long time like we know literally nothing about the timeless child like the doctor's history is now pretty much wide open like no you don't know what race they are you don't know how old they are it's like the it's basically erased the beginning of the doctor's life and added an infinite timeline that you could write anything into mm. yeah i guess so this yeah that's true i mean but i don't know it just seems weird to me that you would have her what it seemed like is her uh sort of original state at least on gallifrey that that she's a girl and then all of a sudden she's a male 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 and i just felt like that was kind of a cute way of the of the creators of like kind of 
a not great way of them being like, see, she was all the haters out there hate that hating that she's a woman that, oh, she was always a woman, even from the beginning. And uh, that was kind of, I didn't, I don't know. I didn't like that. I thought it was lame. And, and then the, I, uh, and then it just seemed this idea that her mother would just keep killing her. So she keep regenerating. That's well, weird I didn't, to me. I don't, I guess, yeah, she technically was her adoptive mother, but I feel like she had, she would have felt like she was a scientist first and she would have, I don't know that how much she actually loved the child because it seemed like the child was basically just a thing that she could experiment on. And I think that's what the, the, the whole purpose of that was. I, I'm not sure how much she actually even loved the child mm. because I, I, I'm assuming she just kept killing her. Yeah. And all this, I mean, could have made more sense and been more interesting if they hadn't crushed it yeah. in yes. to one finale episode with just a bunch of exposition. You're trying to keep track of all these things that he's talking about. And <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, so the master basically takes in the Siberium from uh, Ashad and the, the Cybermen. And that's when we see the Ruth doctor and she basically overloads the matrix with all of her memories from all the regenerations. So you see this, uh, this flashback going on. And, and so, uh, so yeah, I, I mean, it was, that was interesting. And then Yaz and Graham basically hide in the, in the outfits of, in the, of the Cybermen of the armor. And so they're able to get, by. and i still think like they gave the the companions stuff to do but it, it was it's stuff that to me felt like you could excise it completely and it wouldn't really matter i i still don't feel like i've gotten to know them very well this season and i don't mm -hmm. feel like they've been good companions like it's not their fault it's not the actor's fault yeah. i just think the writing hasn't been very good for them yeah i, I agree yeah so then you have Ryan and Ethan and this coach Shermus and uh, that whole plot was particularly unnecessary. Uh, at least, at least Yaz and Graham were with the Cybermen mm -hmm. uh, and they had some little more to do. They all go to, uh, they, uh, they get, there's more exposition and basically I felt like the companions were kind of off doing errands uh, and as opposed to really, uh, being important to the plot and well, like they were all split up for really arbitrary reasons yeah yeah i it agree just, it, it felt like the writers got lazy with why they like even even the fact that they took the cyberman's spaceship it was like the tardis is parked somewhere on that planet yeah well, they could take the spaceship but like why take the spaceship off into space why not go get the TARDIS because the TARDIS is an infinitely better ship than the right. Cyberman's spaceship. It, there were so many yeah. things like that that didn't make sense. Why split up the companions? It just felt like it was adding unnecessary drama. Right. I agree. And so they're at Galfrey then and Shad has this death particle that's going to destroy the planet. And uh, then we have the doctor and the companions blowing up 
the cyber carrier with all of the bunch of cyber uh, army in there. And then the doctor sends the companions home and she sets off the dark, the death particle. And that's when, um, uh, Co the Kosharmus character, he takes it and, uh, and then Galfrey is destroyed. Um, but then when it ends, the doctor is arrested by the Jadoon, sent to prison. And that's kind of our, our, uh, cliffhanger, I guess. Mm-hmm. It, it was kind of dumb, but I also kind of liked the cliffhanger because it was a very obvious callback to episodes with the 10th Doctor when the season would end with something ridiculous happened. Like what, in the, at the end of season three, the Titanic crashed into the, the TARDIS. Oh, yeah. And you saw the, the, the friend of the Titanic piercing through the wall and the doctor's just staring up at it going, what? 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 Yeah. So it, was, it was basically that. So it was kind of dumb because like, how did the Jadoon get into the TARDIS? But at the same time, I liked it for being a callback to, to yeah. number 10. I can see that. I can see that. But so also, speaking of things that are kind of dumb, <laughs> the, the master's ultimate plan to fuse the Time Lords and the Cybermen and this i'm i'm sure i haven't really looked into a whole lot of reaction online i'm sure people hated this episode but yeah when when he when he unveiled the the time lord cybermen with their big cloaks and the time lord regalia on the cybermen i just burst out laughing yeah and i said this is so stupid i yeah. love it i don't know why i loved it because it was stupid it was just ridiculously entertaining it just made me laugh so much and that's probably not what they're going for no i don't think so but i thought it was hilarious <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, so is 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 the master hoping to be able to lead this army? I don't know, but they're all dead now. They're so all it doesn't dead. Matter. So he, I mean, because you're thinking, what is his what is his sort of motivation in all of this? Uh, is yeah, is to. Is I think part of the reason that what? that didn't really bother me is because the master is just insane. Like the whole plan was ridiculous. Like I said, it was really stupid. Yeah. But like, the master is insane. He's basically the kind of the Joker of the Doctor Who universe. Mm. So to me, his plans don't need to make sense. He has a little box that shrinks people into tiny dolls. So, I mean, the master is ridiculous. He's just insane. So whatever he I... did didn't really bother me because it was just ridiculous. Yeah. I guess, but I, I feel like even the Joker usually has some motivation behind what he's doing, even if he acts like a crazy person. Uh, and that would have been interesting to see, uh, like he wants power or he wants to, you know, manipulate people or uh, he's cynical or something. But um, but anyway. It's a combination of all that. He wants to manipulate yeah. the doctor. He wants power, but he's insane. So he's got really weird ideas of how to do that. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I just thought this was really poorly written. I, oh, I thought I'm not, I'm not disagreeing. Yeah. <laughs> I and mean, I was entertained by it, but I right. say it was a, an amazing episode. <laughs> I get that. I get that. I 
I, I think that they also did not close out that whole, the big reveal of the Ruth doctor that fizzled. Uh, it wasn't anything interesting. I'm going to assume that they're going to come back to that. I'm going to hope that they're going to come back to that because that did not feel like a good enough reveal, at least for her part. Like, yeah. I feel like we need more closure on her. I want a, I want a specific answer on where in the timeline she fits because even if she is from the time before the doctor was the doctor, why is she still called the doctor? And why does she have the TARDIS that shaped like the phone box? Yeah. Because that was something that happened with the first doctor. He traveled to earth and his TARDIS turned into a police box and broke. It's stuck like that. That's why it looks like that. Because the TARDIS is supposed to be able to look like anything. So if she's from that, if she's from the time before the doctor was the doctor, her TARDIS could just be parked somewhere and like turned into a tree like the doctor did at the end of this episode. She left yeah. the TARDIS on the planet as a tree. So right. the Ruth doctor should have been able to do that. Instead, her TARDIS was buried and was the phone box. So I feel like unless this really poor writing, which I really hope it's not, the, the TARDIS should not have been a phone box and it should have just been left somewhere to blend in. But that's the problem with prequels is that first of all they explain things that you don't care about and second of all they just are inherently going to cause contradictions with canon it's just the way it is i mean you uh, i mean i'm trying to think of any examples of a prequel that i guess you have the godfather part two is the only way i can, I can think of but but the, the for the most part they are just inherently problematic because and especially if they're going to do multiple multiple episodes uh, sort of exploring this this timeline and this timeless child thing it, it's it's just going to cause all kinds of problems like that and, and and i just don't think that's interesting i don't think it's interesting problems and i definitely i felt like this was a way of kind of cementing their like that their place that oh the doctor was always a girl so stop it you haters and and that was kind of annoying to me and i i felt like it just i just will never understand that if you have if you have 10 episodes to work with why on earth did you save all of this reveal for a finale where i mean how long was the was the master just talking and talking and talking why the the doctor was in the matrix it felt like forever and it's just like that's not good that's not good storytelling it's just not it is not good storytelling to have one character just talking and talking and talking while another character is completely incapacitated that's mm -hmm. that's not that's not interesting that's not good storytelling the and that people say show don't tell they should have yeah. all this stuff throughout the season exactly all this stuff at the end exactly it was just very poorly done and i i'm very disappointed uh because i was really hopeful that with a new voice because i'm not a big fan of stephen moffat and his twisteroos and <laughs> i was hopeful that this new writer would i mean he was he's not new new to doctor who but new showrunner that he would that this wouldn't happen <laughs> but it's mm -hmm. happened and like last season was fine but this season is mixed at best and this finale just leaves a sour taste in my mouth yeah i'm i don't have a sour taste in my mouth but i'm leaning towards mixed at best again because it just wasn't amazing like i wanted 
anything like the closest we came to amazing was the episode with the roost doctor i still think that one was the best written best yeah revealed of all like the big revelations everything about that was practically amazing i loved that episode mm-hmm. and the rest of them everything just felt nothing was it was just disjointed it's just like we go from one adventure to the other with nothing really tying them together and only tiny mentions of this larger mystery. And then everything is just a big exposition dump at the very end. Yeah. So, I mean, I didn't hate the season. Like there was episodes that I did enjoy and I really liked the Roost Doctor episode. The, there was the one that I really... Yeah, that I mean, Orphan 55. Yeah, like if I... If I ever say I hate any episode, that's going to be the closest one that I come to actually hating an episode because it was just dumb. Yeah. <laughs> our, the, our friend, uh, Richard Southworth, who we probably will have on the show uh, if for a, a kind of a series uh, season ranking conclusion, uh, and uh, he did a poll of what was the worst episode of series 12, and he had Orphan 55 and then Other as the choice. Please specify below. 90.9 great <laughs> or if i was the worst yeah. <laughs> i mean i liked the praxis episode quite a bit because it was just i thought that that disease and it like making the people dissolve was pretty gnarly um and just the birds creeped me out because birds creep me out and <laughs> so i kind of thought that one was fun but i don't know i just I just feel like the writing hasn't been strong enough. Mm, That's yeah. what what it comes down to. It's, I feel like the the talent's all there. Yeah. Everybody everybody is talented, good actors. The the production has been fine uh, for the most part, mm-hmm. and it's just the scripts just haven't been great. Yeah. So you know what are you gonna do? So that's disappointing, and I just I was frustrated watching it. I was just, and I'm like trying to take notes and trying to keep track of all these reveals. And I'm like, what is happening? Uh, but, uh, but anyway, so there you go. That's our thoughts on the, the finale of the Ascension of the Cybermen and the Timeless Children. And uh, let us know if you're listening. I just what, thought of something. Oh, yeah. The episode is called The Timeless Children. Yeah. There was only one. It's true. So hinting about something. Well, unless they consider each regeneration uh, of her another child, maybe. Maybe. But But as I was watching, I was thinking, or after the reveal, I guess, I was thinking it would make more sense if the master was the timeless child. So... I wonder if maybe they're hinting with the title that maybe the master is also one of the same race as whatever the doctor is. Of the the, the division? Whatever the timeless children are, or chi- timeless child was. Because the timeless child, we don't know where that came from. So I'm wondering if maybe the master is the timeless child as well. So according to Wikipedia, it says that uh the there's a uh, uh there's these natives there's one called tactian well, space she, ex- she was one of the race that 
became the Time Lords. So she she's her the mother, right? Basically, the mother character. She uh, finds the timeless child. Yeah, but yeah, she, that's right. That's right. She is one that became one of the Time Lords. She's not the same race as the timeless child. So they're inducted into the division with all the other with and and it says here the details of which were redacted from the master the doctor's memories were subsequently erased prior to the childhood she remembers only snippets remain masked as the story of the irish policeman brendan so that's a <laughs> that that's a lot of storytelling for that one tiny little detail <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. that's, uh, that's, again this is why it needed to be more episodes because yeah too much com- compacted into so little time that well, even and I, I'm having trouble figuring it out. And well, and I don't like the idea that we're we're probably going to be getting basically prequel episodes in the future. Uh, that's not interesting to me. I mean, we already we already know what the Doctor is, and we already know who she is. And so going back, that's why it felt like to me that it was sort of revisionist to sort of troll with fans that's how i felt because i i I just i mean that's why it's not interesting to find out about midichlorians that's not interesting i don't care about that i don't care about uh you know these the the prequels i don't care how han solo got his name that's not interesting to me i don't care about how they got the plans for the death star that's not interesting to me I care about characters I care about. And <laughs> so when you're explaining things that don't need to be explained, it's stupid. And that's the problem with prequels. And so if they're going to have a bunch of episodes where they're explaining all of this stuff that doesn't matter, that's not interesting to me. And so I feel like it opens up this whole sort of, uh, I don't know, this whole thing. And we'll see. But yeah, you're right. It is the Timeless Children and uh so and it's just the timeless child so we'll probably get to know more i guess in the next season we'll see yeah (laughs) we'll see my my fear is that they're just gonna move on like nothing happened and not ever revisit any of this stuff because Mm -hmm. they did such a bad job revealing everything else right they didn't fit in the, the stuff that seemed like would have been a natural fit in the other episodes Mm-hmm. or just rewrite them like get rid of some of the bad episodes and put in different better episodes filling in this stuff yeah i mean and that wouldn't be the fill in anything in the next season that wouldn't be the first time that that they've played wonky with canon in doctor who right no because i mean i haven't seen the old series or i've seen i haven't seen much of the old series before the fourth doctor i've seen some of four five and six and pretty much all of seven Mm -hmm. and then of course eight he only had a movie so i've seen some old doctor who and from what i've read from the very beginning the doctor's history was never set like regeneration was only invented as a way to keep the show going after the person who played the doctor was going to be leaving Mm-hmm. They, so they invented regeneration. Like, I don't think the Doctor was even a Time Lord until maybe the second Doctor, second or third Doctor, when they invented the Time Lords. So the Doctor's history has always been in flux, depending yeah. on who's, who's writing the story. That's what I heard. 
And there's always been things that don't really make sense in the old series. Like apparently there was an episode that showed a bunch of different faces of who the doctor had been that were not the doctor. Like nobody knew who any of these people were and they've never, it's never been shown again. So I guess now that makes more sense with this new revelation because the doctor had so many lives before he was the doctor. So the doctor's history, I, I guess that's why it doesn't bother me so much is because I know that the doctor's history is just based on whoever's writing it. And it's not like Star Wars where it was one guy with one grand vision. And yes, that's been changed here and there, things added, things taken away. But usually people trying to unify it as one, like I'm pretty sure they have somebody on staff who like makes sure that things get stuck to canon of what's been shown on screen. I don't think that they have somebody like that with Doctor Who. I'm pretty sure they just let people do what they want with the story. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's why this didn't bother me as much as I'm sure it bothered a lot of people. Because, I mean, what are you going to do? Like, the Doctor has such a long history that things already don't make a whole lot of sense. Because, like, in the first four seasons, aliens kept coming to Earth. And Mm -hmm. people still have no idea that aliens exist, even though Earth was completely taken away at one point. Like, everybody was in a different part of the universe. Like, they saw the sky be different. So... I don't know. That's why I felt like it was particularly sort of trolling people that were mad about a female doctor. Like, look, uh, she was always a doctor from the very beginning. And she was always a girl from the very beginning. And, uh, and so, I don't know. I just, it felt like what else does this have to kind of offer that's interesting? Not much. And except for, I don't know. That's that was the obvious sort the thing of that it has revelation to, offer to is me. A blank slate. Yeah. For, for people to write new stories into. Which I do think. you really want that in a show that's this old? And and are you going to be explaining anything that is that's? I don't know. I mean, the whole reason we like the show is because of the the history of. That's part of the reason why we like it because the history of. I mean, if you think about it. Have we had a single episode of the show where you haven't been able to say this is really this is like this episode this is like this this moment this is drawing from this like at what point do we even want a clean slate and i don't know i just that to me that was the obvious takeaway that up oh, these writers because it's not like that's the first time this season they would have been basically trolling people uh and i i feel like that was a big thing that they they just wanted to be like see you all were you all were jerks and look she was always she was always a girl from the very beginning (laughs) and i don't know uh but nevertheless we we can definitely both agree that it was badly written (laughs) that it that just that it was just so much exposition that honestly you have all of this stuff happen that it was actually kind of boring because she's just immobilized and he's just talking that's not good writing yeah like we've said this needed to be several episodes spread throughout the season yeah it's it's kind of unfortunate because i i like so i like the ideas that they're presenting but 
it's too much all at yeah. once and presented in such a way that just leaves more questions. Yeah. It's just confusing. It seems like it's being confusing for the sake of confusing people. I don't know. Yeah, it was just bad. It was badly done. So anyway, let us know what you think of the finale and uh, and the season as a whole. We'd love to hear your thoughts in the comments section or on Twitter. Uh, and uh, hopefully they'll be able to ride the ship first for uh, season 13. We'll see how it goes. Uh, but uh, where can, Jonathan, where can people find you? You can find me all over social media at John J. North. And I'm on Anchor Podcasts and YouTube, iHeartMovies. Great. You can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So check that out. And make sure you're following the podcast. And, uh, and please subscribe to this channel or to, if you're, if you're listening on YouTube, if, ah, sorry, if you're listening on iTunes, could you please leave us your ratings and reviews? We really, really appreciate it. And if you are listening on YouTube, if you give us a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel, we so appreciate that as well. And uh, so it's been fun. I've really uh, had a good time every two weeks talking about these with you. And mm -hmm. we're going to try, I think, to cover season two uh, in, uh, in place now that we're done with this because we've done one already. Uh, we're kind of doing a, a back backpedaling. <laughs> so that'll be really fun. We'll keep you posted on that. And thanks so much. And we'll uh, talk to you all later. Bye, everyone.